Good morning. Thank you again uh, to the people who are joining us uh, on the computer. It's really nice to be with you all. You know, um, life is difficult. It's especially difficult for human beings because we have a mind that uh, is knowing of itself. And on that simple turn, it's a teeny weeny turn in the depth of our being. It is a gossamer's perfume. That's all it is. And on this uh, is built a sense, a more solid sense of me than actually exists. And then we grab after whatever's going to protect what we now feel is separate and a thing. And we push away what we think is going to give us any kind of discomfort <laughs> in any way. Um, and for the most part, we spend the rest of our life, if we are um, interested in a life beyond that kind of prison. We spend the rest of our life trying to basically undo, unveil, sometimes actually strip away those layered coverings. It is not easy. It takes courage, commitment, resolution. No, that's not the right word. Something res. Resolve. Thank you. <laughs> Resolve, humor, patience, gentleness, pretty much all good qualities. And those of you who are in the midst of this practice know this very well. We have to be willing to look this way on every interchange, on every meeting, to look this way and find where we are caught, where we are establishing our separation, on what ideas are we believing that develop and cause this distance. There is no getting around it. There is no other way. Our path is tiptoeing, falling in, sometimes drowning in our own created fire. This is a poem by Anita Barrows that I like, that for me um, speaks of this. 
you will come at a turning of the trail to a wall of flame. After the hard climb and the exhausted dreaming, you will come to a place where they with whom you have walked this far will stop, will stand beside you on the treacherous steep path and stare as you shiver at the moving wall, the flame that blocks your vision of what comes after. And that one who you thought would accompany you always, who held your face tenderly a little while in their hands, who pressed the palms of their hands into drenched grass and washed from your cheeks the tear tracks. They are telling you now that all that stands between you and everything you have known since the beginning is this, this wall between yourself and the beloved, between yourself and your joy, the riverbank swaying with wildflowers, the shaft of sunlight on the rock, the song, your song. Will you pass through it now? Will you let it consume whatever solidness this is you call your life, yourself? and send you out a tremor of heat, a radiance, a changed, flickering thing. This is our path again and again and again. Sometimes a large flame, sometimes a candle easily blown out, but flame there is and flame there will be. And as we pass through that flame, as we are willing to be burnt up, stripped, without that created, imagined me. There is just this, just this, in all its magnificence, that there's anything here at all is a mystery. Without name, without cause, unknown, unspeakable. And finally, just this is enough. Finally, just the flower, just the bird, just the pain and nothing more. It's each of our responsibility. Our own life is our responsibility. Nobody can do this walking for you. Nobody. But 
there are people who hold out their hands, who are willing to walk with you. And it's a gift. It's a gift that we give each other. Sometimes willingly, sometimes not so willingly. <laughs> and what helps with this walking is vow, vowing. So this is another poem by Katagiri Roshi. My adored teacher, one of them, a big one for me. Oh, before I read you the poem, I'm gonna read you a short, this is his death poem he wrote just before, I think a few days before his death. He died in 89. He was in his young 60s, early 60s, just like Tsukiroshi, just like even Trunka died even earlier. Darlene is gone. His son was gone early. I don't get it. Tangent. Category, uh, this is his death poem. Living in vow, silently sitting. 63 years, plum blossoms being to bloom, beginning, I think, to bloom. The jeweled mirror reflects truth as it is. It is so simple, so simple. And we make it so complicated. We can't help it. We can't help it. And, you know, because we can't help it, it's like, it's like you love, you love it that it's so human. That's our humanness. You know, you have to appreciate it and love it because we are so kooky. <laughs> you make it so hard. The poem I want to read to you is called Peaceful Life. It's his poem about vowing. Being asked, what is unfitting? I don't know what it is, but my heart knows somehow. I feel an irresistible desire to know what a mystery human is. Right, so this, this first verse, you know, it's about our practice of humanness. We want to know and understand as to this mystery, clarifying, knowing how to live, knowing how to walk with people, demonstrating and teaching. This is Buddha and the beginning of our practice. From my human eyes, I feel it's really impossible to become a Buddha. But this I, regarding what the Buddha does, vows to practice, to aspire, to be resolute, and tells me, yes, I will. Just practice right here now and achieve continuity. 
endlessly forever. This is living in Bao, and herein is one's peaceful life found. Even though it's impossible, we make this vow. And it, it gives us continuity. It gives us it's a guide. You know, we, we let go of, as we see, we let go of whatever the conditioning is. And we, instead of going on that road, we go along, as best we can, <laughs> we go along the road of vow in alignment with truth. And the last, actually, I'm not going to read the whole poem. It's too long, but I will read the first part of it. It's from the ninth Dueno Elegy by Rainier Maria Rilke, who I am quite sure is quite awake, or was quite awake. Why, if this interval of being can be spent serenely, in the form of a laurel, slightly darker than all other green, with tiny waves on the edges of every leaf, like the smile of a breeze. Why then have to be human and escaping from fate, keep longing for fate? Oh, not because happiness exists, that too hasty prophet snatched from approaching loss, not out of curiosity, not as practice for the heart, which would exist in the laurel too, but because truly being here is so much because everything here apparently needs us, this fleeting world, which in some strange way keeps calling to us, us, the most fleeting of all. Once for each thing, just once, no more. And we too, just once and never again. But to have been this once completely, even if only once, to have been at one with the earth seems beyond undoing. This is the entire path <laughs> in three poems. <laughs> so I'm going to be, this is a very short talk. That was the talk. Um, I wanna say uh, a couple of things. First of all, thank you all for being here in the monastery in particular, because um, for so many reasons, I care deeply that um, 
this lineage has a home and can continue. And this can, this is now and can be that home. And we can taste that. We who have lived this kind of life, when we walk in the door, when I walked in the door, when I came, immediately I could taste it. You guys are doing the work. So thank you. And I apologize if I've hurt anybody in, <laughs> unskillfully. Um, I don't mind uh, feedback or you know people telling me where I am amiss. It's actually helpful. So thank you for that as well. And. Um, I embrace you with my heart. You know, this is uh, a joy, a complete joy for me to be with you in this way. And um, I'm, I'm hoping to return every so often to help as I can. So I think I've said all I um, need to say or have to say for now. Uh, later we will have a ceremony, a coordination ceremony for Jeffrey. He will be taking vows. And we, um, whoever will be in that ceremony will be supporting that commitment and as I read the other day, it's not a small commitment. So he needs help fulfilling that. And we all need help fulfilling whatever vows we have taken as well. Um, yeah, I guess it's one practical thing. You know, I have entrusted Greg and Laura with this um, unreasonable responsibility. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, but they too need to be supported. And um, one of the reasons I want to return is to begin to help make a situation so that the community here and the wider community understand that in order for realistically a practice community to continue, it depends, it depends on a teacher. And the teachers don't live off of, what do they call it? Ambrosia, the defendants would say. <laughs> they actually need some financial support as well. And this community has not quite developed enough to do that. But I think the start of that development is to understand consciously that's something that we need to do together. So I will return to help with that going forward a little bit as I am able. All right, so again, thank you very much. <laughs>
to live this life is uh, lucky, it's auspicious, even though it's really hard. You guys are living in a container that's a pressure cooker and you willingly commit yourself to that. It's not a small thing. <laughs> so thank you for doing your work. And thank you guys also for doing your work. And um, be well, be healthy, stay safe in the city. Please wear your masks. And uh, I hope to see you guys the next time I come. Mm -hmm. Okay. In person next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.